You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Donrekla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert, and I'm pretty excited about today's episode. As you know, we've been doing the Disrupt Reality series, and uh, so we're all about talking to people who are really willing to look at the world a little bit differently and, 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 and then have the audacity to, to think maybe it can be that way, um, asking questions about what's possible. And, and encouraging others to see it too, right? It's like, it's like I drink the Kool-Aid, so you should too. You know, there's, there's safety in numbers. But we're talking with the folks who, who really are driven to move people and to shift realities and to, you know, alter frameworks and, and to progress um, for, for the good of all of us, you know, how, however that's defined by them. And, and today's guest is no exception. We're talking today with Doug Barron. Um, really remarkable. We met at New Media Summit, uh, Steve Olsher's event, about a year ago now, and uh, featured as icons of influence and, and talking to folks about our shows. And, and, and it was neat to bond in that way. I uh, got to connect with Neva there too. So, so, so we're like old friends now at this point. And, and, but Don's been cited twice as, as Inc. Magazine's top 100 leadership speakers in the world. Uh, one of top 30 global leadership gurus. So, so I want to throw that out there so you understand that, that when, when we talk to somebody who um, speaks and leads and guides for a living, right, this is, this is who he is in the world. And so, so we're going to talk with him today about awakening intuition in leaders and how important it is that we are giving people the tools to actually stand in their own intuition before they or or while they're in the midst of guiding others and making sure that they're comfortable standing in someone else's space um it's really really been a big topic of conversation with the superpower experts team and i know that this is a space that 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 doug knows a lot about and so we're going to be able to share with you some of the things that you can do to encourage your own and awaken your own intuition but also as a leader because so many of you are you know how do you do that for your teams and uh for the people who are in your tribes so please join me in welcoming to the show, Dove Baron. Hello. Thank you so much. I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to be happy to share and add value. Oh, beautiful. Well, we do appreciate that. And I know the best way you can add value to start us off is by telling us what are your superpowers? Ah, my superpowers. Well, I, I think that anybody who knows me would say that one of my superpowers is the ability to see people. Um, I think that uh, we live in a world where we all are trained, very well trained, <laughs> and nobody knows this probably better than you, but people are trained <laughs> to wear masks. And the problem with it is, is that 99.9% .9 of people don't even know they're wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. um, but it is a very common statement for people to say to me, I feel like you're looking into my soul. And uh, my superpower is the ability to see people below the mask for the truth of who they are, because I don't believe anybody is broken. Mm -hmm. um, it's possible you may have a psychological issue that needs some treatment, but that's different. What I'm talking about, generally speaking, we're not broken. We may be covered in a bunch of crap and have terrible ideas about <laughs> truth is you're not broken and so my job in the work that I do is and I often say this is to bring home 
the disenfranchised parts of your soul, the parts of yourself that you, you've shoved away and put in a little black box somewhere and to bring those forward because that's where you really find your fulfillment. So my ability is to, my superpower is to see that in people and have them see it in themselves and to hold a vision of it long enough until they can claim it. Beautiful, beautiful. I love that. Yeah, we, uh, we, we say that we've been reminding people who they are since 1996. So it's right. kind of the same concept. Exactly. The, uh, and and it and it's it, the the con the conversation. I'm really glad you brought it up around brokenness. I think it's so powerful in the business consulting, personal development kind of arenas because the the I mean, you know, our background. We come from you know, we have a corporate counterintelligence firm, and so we do look at business models and 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 strategies and what's working, and what isn't, and and um the you know it's really fascinating to me how many people in the personal development self help space sell the concept of brokenness. And, you know, when we, when we early on got into it, we, we kind of saw ourselves mimicking a little bit of that, like, oh, yeah, I know you're, you're, you're hurt. We can help you, right? And, mm -hmm. and, and when we really had to reconcile that and say, wait, I don't, I'm not real sure that anybody's broken. Like, it, what, we, what we found is it makes for a really difficult sales conversation because <laughs> you're like, you're fine, but you should pay us money anyway to help you out, right? And so, so we really had to sit within that space of, you know, truly um, seeing and believing that promoting any kind of story around brokenness is, is antithetical to what it was that we were accomplishing with our clients. But then also really standing in that space and saying, no, I, we think we can do this differently and, and challenging ourselves rather than saying, well, if you don't sell brokenness and you're not going to sell anything saying, well, if we don't sell brokenness, how, what do we sell and how do we go about that? And is there even a market or a need for that? And when we were able to reconcile that, that, you know, folks who are awakening and those of us who are the divergence, you know, when we're not living our full potential, we do feel broken. Something is very wrong for us. While we may be able to recognize who we are and the divinity within us, but there, there, there is a, a doing aspect and a being aspect here that um, so many of us feel. And so, so kind of, you know, shifting the conversation ever so slightly to say, sure, we're not broken, but here's, you know, that this is something that's a problem for a lot of folks. And, and so I appreciate that you brought that into it because I know it scares a lot of entrepreneurs um, and business owners about how do you um, uplift people and also get them the information or the courses or the tools or the whatever it is that you're, you're promoting um, to benefit them. How do you, how do you navigate that space with your clients? Yeah, the analogy for me is very simple and that is, um, what is a diamond before it reaches the store? And the answer is it's a rock. It's simply a rock that is broken open and then polished. Mm -hmm. You are a diamond. You can't see it because you're covered in all the things that make it look like a rock. But the truth is you're a diamond and life will push you against the wheel in order to reveal the diamond underneath all the crap. And that's underneath. And most people, when they're pushed against the wheel, will recoil. Others will lean into it. Those who lead are the ones who've let, who have leaned into the wheel. Mm. And it is by leaning into the wheel that you get to serve. Because then you get to see that you were also, you, not only were you not broken, but every rock you see is potentially a diamond. <laughs> people well, and not as a, you are worse than you, but with the same 
brilliance and magnificence as you, but their own unique flair on it. And it's, there's a, there is a magical space. I think that everybody who walks this path um, gets to where you do see everybody in, in our language here at Superpower Experts, we talk a lot about the abstract frequency and that's, you know, where oneness exists and where mm -hmm. we all interconnect. And when you get there, you look around, you're like, everybody's there, you know, and that that's really what opened up the brokenness conversation to think, you know, a, a lot of the dialogue in the more woo woo spiritual growth circles is, you know, you know, what level people are at and what frequency everybody's at and all this other stuff, you know, Correct. pitting each other kind of against each other. But, but the, but one, it's easy to see it that way because, you know, just like with anything, if you're looking from the bottom up, you know, that's how it appears. Well, when you get into, again, what we call that abstract frequency perspective and you're able to kind of, it, it, it's just an expanded viewpoint and, and you're able to observe from a different space, you, you see that everybody's there and everybody kind of gets it. And, and, and whether it's personal development dialogues or an entrepreneurship or whatever, I love the analogy that you gave about you know, and, and a lot of times it, it's your own perspective that has somebody looking like a rock, you know, we can't disentangle that. And so it's, it, it allows for a real um, embracing of both the uniqueness that, that, that we all share, but or have and the, and the, the connectedness that we all share um, really fantastic way of looking at it. And, and so when you, you know, absolutely in the context of what you just talked about, this is the greatest challenge of our development is because we live in a comparative world. We compare our salary to the other guy's salary. We compare our intelligence to the other person's intelligence. We compare our beauty to the other person's beauty. We live in a comparative world. And, and, the, and so naturally, your mind will go to comparison. And, and that's, that's okay. It's good to know that that is what's going to happen, but that's not a truth. That's a comparison. And so what we have to do if we're going to truly develop is we have to question our own bias. Like until we can breach our own bias, we, we don't actually evolve who we are. So we just simply, we're actually uh, looking for evidence that we're right, which means that we have to make somebody else wrong. And when you look at it from, as you talked about, from a, from a field position, when you look at it in the context of a quantum resonance field, you understand that we're all standing in the field. We're all uh, resonating inside of that field at our frequency. And the classical station, if you use the, the context of radio waves, the classical station is not better than the rock station unless you only want classical. The rock <laughs> station is far better if you want rock. So it's not better or worse. It's simply what, what, is, what is your preference to show up. And your preference, the dial inside of yourself, is very often your own conditioning. And you get to change the dial if you so choose. But most people never awaken to the idea that they can change the channel. Once that there even is a channel, right? Well, even that the one exists. <laughs> So, so they believe in things like the primacy of DNA, which has been completely, it's a flawed theory and has been proven to be completely flawed. There is no primacy to DNA. You are not a result of your DNA. Your DNA is part of it, but it is not it. How do I know? Because of this. Here's a simple one for everybody to understand. I want you to think that there are trillions and trillions of, of cells within your body. So think about that as you in the world, you being a cell. If I take out your brain, you will die, right? We know that. Well, if I take out the nucleus of a cell, which is the brain of a cell, the cell does not die. Oh, fascinating. The nucleus of the cell contains the DNA. 
So if the cell doesn't die when you take out the nucleus, which has the DNA, then what is powering it? Ah, now if I take away the membrane of the cell and I allow anything to penetrate the cell that wants to penetrate the cell, the cell will mutate and will potentially die. You are living in a world where you have a membrane which is your own personal emotional quantum resonance field and what you allow into that field will determine who you become. You are a result of your environment just as every cell on your body is a result of its environment. If you don't like who you're becoming, then you have to put yourself in a different environment. And I'm not talking about picking yourself up and moving to Germany or Switzerland or Australia. That could be a possibility, but change the environment that you live in emotionally, mentally, spiritually. And sometimes that means you do have to get away from the people you've surrounded yourself with, because if you don't, they will keep feeding you back. It's a feedback loop. This is what you need to understand. It's a feedback loop. So you've spent your time telling the world who you are, and they will tell you who you are based on what you told them. Many years ago in an interview, I was asked, what, it, what, is, what, has, been some of, who's, what has been some of my greatest teachings, teachers? And I said, travel. And they said, oh, yeah, because you learn so much about culture. And I went, no. When I was 21, I went to France, and I was hanging out with my brother. And just for a joke, we were a bunch of drunken idiots. And we said, let's pretend to be somebody else. You would understand this. I said, let's pretend to be somebody else. And um, for a laugh, we did it. You know, I pretended I was Fred a plumber or something. By the way, I'm terrible at anything mechanical. But I just pretended. And my, friend, and my brother pretended too. And what was funny was we realized that people believed us. And that was a big laugh and it was a good joke. But a couple of years later, I went, I wonder what I'm telling people that is limiting me. And I just keep perpetuating it so people meet me and immediately see me in the context of which I frame them. What if I change the context? And that was what the shifting point was for me around mm. my own personal journey. That's where I began that journey. Beautiful, beautiful. Great, great story. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. The, uh, would, you, would you believe Jess and I were teaching things like biases and, and projection to counter-intel agents at one point in our career? So I totally appreciate um, you know, that, that was, that was in the middle of the government, you know, we were, it, it was quite remarkable what, um, what we were able to kind of get in there as, as, as mind blowing as it was at the time. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break here, folks. We've been talking with Dub Bear about awakening intuition in leaders, and you're not going to want to miss what comes next because we're going to dive into and give you, 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 you hear what he's talking about, right? Like this is some real disruption, reality, world changing stuff for you. Um, so we, we're going to give you some tips for how you can start doing that on your own right after the break. So you don't want to miss it. Dub, before we run to break, let's tell people where they can go to find out more about you. Thank you. You can find out more about me at full montyleadership.com fullmontyleadership.com and uh, there you'll find all the resources of my my own podcast and my articles and videos and a, and a ton of other great stuff including some gifts for you well that brings up a whole slew of other questions so stick with us folks and we'll be right back after the break and we'll, we're going to ask Dub about full monty leadership we'll be right back <laughs> 
Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer -peer learning, intensive one-on-one -on -one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to Tonya Don Reckla on the Superpower Up Network in the Disrupt Reality series. We're talking today with Dove Barron, Awakening Intuition in the Leaders. All right, Dove, Full Monty Leadership. Where'd you get the idea for that name? Did you see the movie Full Monty? I did, and so that's why I said it brought up right. a whole lot of other questions right. for me. So, <laughs> uh, if if you didn't see the movie, the movie's about a bunch of guys who were unemployed in a depressed time in the UK, and these guys are not in great shape, and they're not twenty-year-old guys, and they decide they got to make some money, and they see the Chippendales or some version of the Chippendales come to town and make a lot of money as women stuff money in their underpants. So they figure that's what they're going to do. Now, these are guys who should be keeping their clothes on for the rest of their life. They're not particularly pretty. <laughs> uh, but they go ahead and do that, and they fail miserably. And the reason they fail miserably is because, of course, there's no comparison between them and the other guys. And so they need a point of distinction. And the point of distinction that they decide upon is that the other guys keep all their gear. They always keep some kind of underwear on, and they decide they're going to go full Monty, as we say in, in Britain, which means... All in, everything, there's nothing hidden. So they go all in and that's what, and they become successful because of it. Full Monty leadership is exactly that. It's not about stripping down naked from your clothing, but stripping down, down naked from your status, from your title, but revealing who you really are because people are bonded in several ways. But one of the ways that we are most bonded is in our vulnerability. When we share our vulnerability with others, when we reveal what we have hidden to others, people bond to us. And what we know is that one of the greatest challenges today in leadership is trying to keep top talent. You can't keep your top talent. They're, they're taking off all the time. So you have to bond with them. How do you bond with them? Through authenticity. How do you create authenticity? Through vulnerability. Because this authenticity stuff is nonsense, the way that people are playing it out. They're just, you know, oh, I'll tell you this because it's comfortable. No, no, you actually have to go to what's <laughs> uncomfortable. That's what real vulnerability is. And so we go to that so that we can find out what it is underneath, because every human being is driven by certain things that are subjective. There are common drivers, we can go into those, but there are specific drivers. And when you reveal that specific driver inside of you, it, when you reveal it, and I mean to yourself, it is transformational. But when you reveal it in your leadership, it becomes this battle cry that allows people to go, I want to be part of that. Because every human being is driven to find what matters. We all want to know what matters. We're meaning-seeking machines. We want to know what matters. And if we haven't found our own purpose, we want one to attach to. We're seeing that in a... In a, in a a divisive political env environment right now. People are looking to glom onto something. So when you get clear, when you go full Monty and reveal who you are, that gives people to do one of two things, get on board or get off. 
your job as a leader, whether, and when I say leader, I'm not talking about CEO, I'm talking about leader. You might be the leader as the leader of your family, the leader of your friends, the re- leader of your community. You might be a leader in some way you've never even thought about because you have influence and impact. When you do that, your job as a leader is to get people off the fence. Get them off the fence. Get them to recognize where you really stand. What is the hill you're willing to die on? Because then they will decide to be with you or not. And you have to truly trust that gut level knowing that, and it will be terrifying because you will put people off. Well, and that, and that's part of what we're talking about, right? Is how do you encourage people to awaken that intuition? I mean, we're, we don't even have the time in the show to get into, okay, how do you get them to courageously step into it? But, but first and foremost, they have to recognize it, right? For, going back to what you are saying before the break, it, first we have to recognize that most of us aren't operating intuitively and that that's even a thing because then that begs the question, well, then how are we operating and, and what, what is making decisions and what are the mechanisms internally that I have or that I've been programmed with to, to, to walk through the world? When we're willing to go into that level of inquiry, then it, then we start to see all the ways that we perhaps can invoke change. But but we first have to be able to pull that off, and so that's that awakening process, right? You and I both kind of alluded to what what prompted us into action at various stages of our development. But how do you know? A, a lot of us are called to be catalysts in that. And absolutely, how do we awaken intuition versus awakening or 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 um, not even awakening versus versus encouraging people to kind of um, be those Stepford leaders um, mm-hmm. taking on the um, personas of, of, of others that we've seen do it or modeling power in ways that, yeah. that we've seen it done. How do we instead awaken that individual intuition? Because it's scary, right? I mean, people, yes. once, they're, once they're tapped into their intuition, they're fairly unstoppable. And, 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 then, and, then, and then that even begs the question, do we even want to as a society, right? As, as conspiracy, of course. we could look at what, what are the implications for that, right? We don't really want free thinking individuals. And um, I remember when I, I suggested I taught at the counter Intel special agent course and, and they came to me because they knew I had a master's in, in critical thought and they wanted, they asked me to write a course on critical thinking for uh, or a class on it for the course. And I said, no. And they said, well, <laughs> why not? I said, you don't actually want me to teach critical thinking skills. I said, it's antithetical to the rank structure and it's going to cause problems in the units. And, um, right. and they're like, well, but we have to. And I was like, okay. And we went around and around and around about, it. and I said, fine, I'll do it. But understand that there's a ripple effect to this. Like we yep. put thousands of agents through this program and you start th- teaching people to think freely. Um, there are ramifications for that. And so, so we did, we threw in their biases and, and it, you know, the best hope we felt like we had was, we're going to arm them with this sort of um, these sort of skill sets. Then we have to at least be be willing to to peel some of these layers back and show them where they're operating in their own programs and they're not even aware of it. Um, because otherwise, y- you know, you, you it's like NLP in the wrong hands, right? It's like it's, like, yeah. it's just, just enough to be dangerous. Um, so so but, it's a very different a really way good of point being, there. You bring up a really good point there about understanding how to embrace your intuition. So you cannot embrace your intuition until you're willing to question your own beliefs. So if you want to really step into a level of your own intuition, the first thing you must ask is take a, this is a simple exercise. Take out a piece of paper and I want you to write down 10 things you believe about yourself. 
Okay, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to interrupt you a second. So, folks, this is an actual, like, thing. So, take out the piece of paper. Like, this is, you can't sit back and go, oh, I want to awake my intuition. I want to be an intuitive leader. But you have to do some things. So, yeah. so take out the paper and do what he's telling you. Please continue. So, take out the pen and paper. And I want you to write down 10 things, <coughs> excuse me, 10 things you believe about yourself. I don't care what they are. Uh, I don't care how you got them. Just 10 things you believe about yourself. When you've got those 10 things, you're going to look at each one and you're going to go, why do I believe that? And when you've got why you believe it, right? So you might say, well, I'm beautiful. Well, why do I believe that? You'd have to ask that question. Or I'm ugly. Why do you believe that? Until I was 26 years old, I was convinced I was ugly. Until I was about 29 years old, I was convinced I was stupid. So you ask yourself, why do you believe that? Why do you believe those things? And then when you've got that level of questions answered to each of the 10, then you go back to the top and you start again. And you go, why do I believe what I wrote down for why I believe it? <laughs> <laughs> and you must take that five it. levels. You must take that at least five levels deep. Because here's the thing. This is the great awakening for most people. Most people don't have beliefs. They have truths. You don't call your beliefs your beliefs. You call them the truth. It's just, I mean, it's just a fact I'm stupid. No, you're not. That's a belief. Mm -hmm. You have to question what you call the truth, but it's actually a belief. And most people's beliefs are not by choice. And here's the thing. If you didn't choose it, it's not yours. It's an indoctrination. And it's, it's an adoption you took on in order to fit in because human beings are tribal. We want to fit in. We want to belong. But if, you, if the cost of your authenticity was the approval of others, you have lost. And the problem with that is you've never made a decision. And this is one of the questions I ask. I work with high-level leaders. I'm talking about big people you can't even imagine. And I, I've said many times, you do know you've never made a decision in your life, right? And they go, what do you mean? I run this corporation. You know, how can you say that? No, no, you've never made a decision in your life. No. You are simply repeating the rhetoric that you were given. And until you can question the very essence of what it is you believe, you are not actually operating authentically. And therefore, you are simply regurgitating. And there's no intuition in that. There's no purpose in that. The work that I do is about finding that sole purpose, the why underneath your why. Mm -hmm. And you can't get to that until you question those deeper beliefs. Well, and it's, I, I love that you're talking that way. One of the principles that we teach is um, the idea that if you are going to let any aspect inside of you tell you something about yourself or tell you something about the external environment, typically fear-based, you know, then it has to be able to define its terms, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of times people are like, oh, I'm just, I'm just not making enough money. It's like, okay, well, what's enough money? Like, what does that mm -hmm. mean? How much would that be? You know, yes. they, most of the time they freeze and they're like, ah, well, I don't know. I'm like, well, then it's it's just a self-perpetuating perpetuating loop of your own guilt, shame, regret, everything else. Because and it's designed that way, right? Or or like the, to your point, you know, well, I'm just ugly, like I just am. And it's like, okay, well, what does that mean? And who determined that? And and do you have a hope of not being ugly? Like, is it possible for you to not be that? Like, and and if it isn't, then you know, what then why would that be that way? You know, really kind of getting to those. You know, but but even you take them back two layers, and usually it, it dissolves, right? Because there's not there's nothing to back it up. We just never stop to ask, and um, 
We I don't, this, my- as I said, we don't question our beliefs because, and this is what I want to reiterate. The reason you haven't questioned your beliefs is because the frame of them are not beliefs. The frame of them is facts. True. Right. And nothing exactly. is a fact if it can't be questioned. So here's the thing. The mind is looking for evidence of that which it believes to be true, even if what it believes to be true is completely false. Everyone's like, (laughs) yes, that is. Well, then add add on top of that, folks, we will create people affirming that for us. I mean, and and now we've gone and done it with AI algorithms in in, in the uh, Google space and the social media spaces. Like you can really convince yourself that the way you see the world is the way everyone sees it. And there, I, I, I like that kind of thing. I like the sociological aspect of it. I think it, it allows for a lot more discrepancy between those of us who choose to see differently and, or, or who take the red pill versus the blue pill, you know? And so, so, so I think it's all by design and I think it's all on purpose. And I mean, you and I could probably talk for, for days about all of this, but we're going to wrap up now. Before we do though, let's leave them with one nugget of, in addition to the exercise and folks, I really hope that you do that exercise. Um, what's one more thing we can encourage for those individuals who are already leaders and they know that they need to shift into operating in more um, intuition, integrity, authenticity. What, what advice do you have for them? Uh, thank you for asking. So the first thing I will ask you is, have you honestly found your purpose? Now, you may have read Simon Sinek's book, Start With Why. It's a great book. But notice the title, Start With. <laughs> That's not it. <laughs> doesn't answer. (laughs) So there's a deeper level and that's your purpose. It's the psychological drivers within you. You've got to be willing to find your purpose. Now, here's the thing. That's a lovely idea. And people go, oh yeah, I want to do that. But it takes commitment and it takes dedication and it takes courage. Real leadership is courageous. It's Mm -hmm. courageous because you're willing to turn your back on those who may have approved of you in the previous form in which you were in. So I definitely encourage you to find your purpose. Look, and here's the thing I want you to know. Two things. Number one, your purpose is not going to be found in your passion. It's actually found in your pain. That's number one. And number two is this. I want to leave you with a question. Who will suffer if you continue to play small? because you are made for great things. There is deep greatness within you, waiting to be explored, waiting to be brought to the world, and the world needs it. Do you have the courage to bring that forward? Beautiful, beautiful, I love it. So folks, and Dov, let's tell them again where, where they, I'm gonna laugh every time I think of your business name, um, where they can go to find out more about you. Thank you. FullMontyLeadership.com, FullMontyLeadership.com. And actually, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. Uh, I'm going to give you my personal email. It's Dov, D-O-V, at D-O-V-B-A-R-O-N, Dov at DovBaron.com. And the reason I'm giving it to you is this. Uh, Everybody thinks I'm mad for doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway, is because here's the thing. Information's worth the hole in the donut. Transformation comes from application. So I want you to write to me and tell me, and please, 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 um, also CC Tonya and tell her what you got out of this show and what you are going to do with it. Tell us what you got and what you're going to do with it. 
because information is what the only donor, but transformation takes place only with application. What are you going to do with it? Write to us, tell us, and if I can help you in some way, that's why I'm here on the planet, and you want me to help you specifically, then write to me and tell me that too. I'm happy to do that. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. Great offer, folks. Get to know him. He's a wonderful, wonderful human being. I, you know, as I said before, I was having some trouble remembering how far back we'd met, but I, I remembered exactly how we met and, and, and how it felt to, to be in his presence. And so it is worth the reach out folks and, and connect with him, follow his stuff and, um, you know, like just uplift that in the world. Let's, let's change the conversation. So Doug, thank you so much for for coming on the show. Really appreciate you and all the work you're doing in the world to, to disrupt reality on so many levels. Um, and to everyone out there, as always, we appreciate your loyalty. Thank you for telling your friends about us. Um, great, great, great feedback on the shows. And we really appreciate you being in support of that. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers and change the world. Take care, everyone. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.